So I'm going to do something a little, well, we're already at a little unusual this morning. So I'm going to do something even more unusual this morning. Um, I'm going to defer our prayer time because I have it planned to the end, okay? So I, it may freak some of you out that we're not going to pray right now, but we're going to pray at the end. Um, and so I'm going to, uh, just saving time for us to pray together at the end of the service. So we will do our family prayer time at the end of the service rather than right now. So we're just going to jump just headlong right into uh, our sermon scripture portion of the service today. So everybody, please stand up for the reading of God's word this morning. Our scripture lesson this morning comes from Acts chapter 1, and I'll be reading verses 6 through 14. As a result, those who had gathered together asked Jesus, Lord, are you going to restore the kingdom of Israel now? Jesus replied, it isn't for you to know the times or the seasons that the Father has set by his own authority. Rather, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After Jesus had said these things, as they were watching, he was lifted up in a cloud to look out. He was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going away, and as they were staring towards heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood next to him. They said, Galileans, why are you standing here looking toward heaven? This Jesus, who is taken up from you into heaven, will come the same way that you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey away. When they entered the city, they went into an upstairs room where they were staying. Peter, John, James, and Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, Alphaeus' son, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, James's son. All were united in their devotion to prayer, along with the some women, including many others that meant Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. <clears throat> Sorry, I got a little tongue-tied there. One thing I want to do before we continue on that I did not do earlier this morning is light the Christ candle. So I don't know if any of you other, anyone else noticed this wasn't lit. If you want to know why this is here, it is to remind us that we do not come into this place just for kicks. Um, we don't come in here for our own benefit. We come to be in the presence of Christ. And we come to be in the presence of God. And God has promised, Jesus has promised that where two or three are gathered together in his name, he will be here with us. And so... On most days, this is lit as we come into the sanctuary. It didn't get lit this morning. As a reminder that we come into the presence of Christ. And that Jesus has promised to be with us and among us when we come and acknowledge his presence and long for his presence. In my estimation, we've done that. You've all sung, and it was beautiful, by the way. Um, but Christ is here with us. And if Christ isn't here with us, then all of this is for nothing. Um, but I firmly believe that he has promised to be here, and I firmly believe we have gathered in his name this morning. So as you either heard last week or as you noticed as you came in here this morning, things are a little bit different. Uh, we're doing things a little bit different because it's been about, well, it's been at least three years since I did a kind of a formal annual report for you all. Um, 
And so I kind of wanted to gather us together uh, to do a state of the church discussion and conversation. Um, It may seem strange to do this during worship on a Sunday morning, and I'll give you that. Um, But this is important work that the church does, in my opinion. Um, It's important for us to gather together and say, where are we? Be honest and real about that. You might hear some information that that you don't like this morning about where we are. Um, That's okay. It's where we are. And that's okay. Um, But it's also important that as we gather and we look at where we are, this isn't to to doom and gloom and to to fret about what are we going to do. What this time is, say, here's where we are. Where does God want to take us? This is where we are, let's be honest, but we can't know where we're going until we know where we are on the map, correct? And so we're going to spend a little time talking about where we are, and then we're going to take uh, some time to talk about where we're going, and then there's going to take some time around your tables as you discuss together where might God be calling us, what are some weaknesses we might have, and what are some opportunities that might exist for us in pursuing God's mission in this world. And, And for me, it's exciting work. Okay, so I, I wanted to, to start with the scripture lesson that we read this morning um, as, as just a way of, of framing our mission as the church. Now, we have a mission statement as Longview Church of the Nazarene. Our mission statement is love God, love people. Uh, you know, it comes out of, the, well, multiple gospels where someone asks Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? What does Jesus say? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Now, we believe concomitant, and along with that particular mission that God has given uh, the church and the disciples is, is this mission that Jesus talks about in Acts 1-8. So, so, so Jesus has been raised from the dead, and depending on which gospel you read, he's been around for a while, maybe 50 days, and, and he's been around talking to disciples, teaching them, appearing to them, and he takes them up to Mount of Olives, and they ask him this question, Jesus, is now the time you're going to return Israel to the kingdom? right? The kingdom to Israel, right? It's now the time you're going to make Israel the biggest, baddest kingdom on the block, and we're going to rule and reign like we did under David. That's, that's essentially what they're asking. That's what they're expecting and wanting, even after Jesus has been raised from the dead, after all that Jesus taught him. And essentially what Jesus says is, well, that's none of your business when it happens. <laughs> Jesus does that sometimes. <laughs> it's not the question you should be asking. But what Jesus says is, but... But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, right, where they are, Judea, the wider area, in Samaria. This is getting a little uncomfortable. And then he says to the ends of the earth. So our mission as as the church is not just to love God, love people, but part and parcel of loving God and loving people is to engage in this mission of discipleship, of making disciples in the nations as God calls us to. Now, it's particularly important and interesting for me that we're having this discussion this day. It's the seventh day of Easter, or seventh Sunday of Easter. I haven't reminded you of that yet. But it's the seventh Sunday of Easter. We're still in the Easter season, but next week is Pentecost Sunday. So, so, so this text is Jesus saying, wait until the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be empowered and sent to do this grand work that I have for you. And so we, 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 we hear from that and we come from that, A, that we have a mission as the church, right? Our mission is love God, love people. Our mission is to go and make disciples. Now, we should talk about what that means, and we will talk about what that means. But that's our mission. 
But we also find out what Jesus said is we cannot do it, or we should not do it at least, without the power that God has promised and at this point in church history has given the church by the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot hope to undertake any mission that God gives us without the power of the Spirit to lead us and to guide us. Which makes it a little harder sometimes because it's not our own ingenuity, right? We have to do the work and talk and pray and discern what is God's mission for us. How does God want us to live out this mission in the world? So for, I don't know, it's been probably since 2016, 2017. I'm not sure we had, when we adopted kind of our mission and vision statements. But um, we have been operating kind of under the, the, the grander vision of kind of five different um, things that we, are, we believe God has called us into and to focus on. So this is, again, it's been roughly eight years, maybe nine years, seven years. I can't remember exactly how much that we've been operating with this mission. If you want to know what these are and see them, they actually are right over there above the kitchen, right? We, we try to put them in a prominent place so that we will see them. I see them at least often. So you, you might notice if you can read that, I know it's a little bit small. But we believe that we are called to be a Christ-like community, right? That we're Christians, we bear the name of Christ, we want to look like Christ, um, I put in center this make Christ-like disciples very intentionally because, again, without that, we're, we're, just, we're just a club, right? There's a lot of clubs doing a lot of good work in our world that aren't the church. Thanks be to God for clubs that do good work in the world. But what makes us the church is our mission to make Christ-like disciples in the nation. So I don't rank most of those, but that one ranks at top because without that, we're just doing good work. Right? So we're called to make Christ-like disciples in the nations. So, and we believe that we're called to be a Christ-like community that practices intentional fellowship. Right? That, that we, we structure the mission and the, and the vision of our church around the community. Uh, in participatory worship, right? Worship is not just about a group up here singing and us having a sing-along. It's participating in that in lots of different ways and understanding that worship is not just about singing but about all we do. Right? So in my opinion, what you will engage in when you discuss around the tables is not simply a good discussion among friends, but worship. Because worship is where we submit ourselves to God and do the work of God and listen to God. It is an act of worship that we will be engaged in. Uh, we believe we are a Christ-like community that is called to live generously. And we believe that we are a Christ-like community that is called to practice radical hospitality. So, so this has been for, again, for let's, let's just say seven years, the, 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 the mission and sort of the vision of the church that this church and its leadership have operated under. As we gather together as a board, um, this is a subtext, if not overtly stated, right? When we make decisions, this is the kind of thing that we want in the background as we make decisions. And it has been. So the question when we talk about where we are is this is where we are. This is the vision and the mission that we are living with currently. Part of the question of asking where we're going is, is this still the way in which God has called us to live out the mission of Longview Church of the Nazarene? It may be different. You, you may be out there going, I don't think we should do any of those. That's fine. That's, if that's what Jesus is saying, we should change and we should adapt and we should go after the things, not just because they're good, but because they're God, right? What is God calling us to? All right. So again, we're going to talk about, for a little bit here, about where we are. And some of this, well, in fact, most of this kind of where we are is letting you know where we are financially. 
Um, because when we look at things that, are, that, that might concern the board, if the board is looking at the going, we need to address this. Finances is one of them. We, we can think, and, and honestly, most days I sit there and go, I think we're doing good work. I think we're on good direction. And then we look at the finances and go, God, how do you want us to do this? Right? And, and so we're going to look at this. And, and let me just, before we do this, I want to tell you one thing. I believe God will always provide the resources for the ministry that God has called us to. I believe that if God has called us to ministry, God will always provide the resources because God will not call us where God has not equipped us to go or where God will not provide for us to go. So the task that we're going to engage in a little bit this morning that the board is going to engage in a lot over the next month is asking the question of God, are we putting the resources in the right places? God, if you have provided the resources, if you are going to provide the resources, God, we want to put them in the right places because we believe you will always provide for the mission you have called us to. So I'm coming at this with optimism and with the point of belief that God will always provide. Okay, that was a preface, but let me just talk a little bit about financially where we are and where we have been over the last few years. So if you notice this graph, and it's a little bit hard to read from here, that last uh, little bar is our, um, yeah, our... Our giving for the last fiscal year, which ended in the end of February 2023. So our, our, our fiscal year where we do money, it's strange. It starts March 1 and ends February, the end of February, depending on which year it is, right? Um, so our, our giving and what we have received as a church has gone down pretty significantly over the last three years. Now, there are several reasons why. Um, and there's several reasons why it's sort of just coming to the attention of the four right now. So for three years previous to the last one, we were in pandemic mode. And if you remember what we did during the pandemic, well, for about a year, we, we didn't meet here at all, right? You, you, you guys were so faithful in being online and watching online and participating online, but we weren't here. And, and when people aren't in the building, guess what? You don't have to use the lights. <laughs> you don't have to cool it or heat it in the summer. Right? So, so we've noticed that, that when we kind of ramped back up into full ministry, go, the, the funds are just, the margins are a little bit less than they used to be. And, and certainly less than they were during the pandemic when we weren't meeting and we weren't printing out things. Right? Paper is expensive. Right? But when, when we're printing out, when we're doing things, when we're doing Sunday school, we have resources that we're pouring into those. And that is good and great and we should be. But we notice that our margins are getting thinner as we're ramping back up and now pretty much fully ramped up into back to church mode. So that's kind of where we are. Now, now there are, are several reasons for this. Again, we have COVID and COVID changed everything economically. We have inflation, which is crazy. But some of the things particularly that have affected this church is we've had people pass away, right? If you look around this room, and you looked around this room three years ago, there are a significant amount of people missing because they have passed, they have gone. And they were giving regularly to the church. Um, inflation has been a problem. And we've had people move out of state, not say, hey, I'm done with your church, I'm moving to a different church and city, but they just moved out of town, which, right, it happens. But it has affected our giving quite a bit. And so that's kind of where we are. So... 
this page will just kind of give you an idea. So we have declining income. We have lost roughly $50,000 of regular giving. So people who were giving regularly who have, again, passed away or moved, $50,000 a year. Um, when you look at this, this previous number, right, the budget, let's just say, is two, or the giving we expect would be normally around $250,000. we have lost 50000 of that over the last three years. Again, this happens. It's not unusual. Um, we're, we're not, <laughs> you know, it, it just is. It's where we, we are. Um, the other thing that kind of concerning about that is, is when I talk about the margin, the church has money. We have money. We're not going broke. Um, but we have a lot of money that is locked up into what is designated, right? So you might have given to a certain fund, right? Or we might have money in a building fund. But those funds, by law can only, and by ethics, can only be used towards the things that they were given for, right? So, so we might borrow out of that fund, but that doesn't do us any good if we can't pay it back. Does, does that make sense? So, so our monthly kind of operating expenses and the cash we have monthly has gone down because, again, of that, just the, the economic reality of where we are, okay? We, we, we are paying our bills, okay? So if you're afraid we're not paying our bills, we are paying our bills. Your staff is being paid. Um, your, the, Zoe's being paid and, and Larry's being paid, right? So we, we're doing it. Um, but the margin is lower so that we, if we have a really bad month in giving, do we have the cash to actually cover our bills, right? Without borrowing from somewhere else, if that makes sense, okay? Again, we're not freaking out, but it's an area of concern. It's a reality of where we are. We also have a fairly large reliance on income that comes in from outside of kind of giving for, for the church. And, and I want to just mention, we are great, I'm grateful for this. Right, so currently we have a parking agreement with, where's St. John's? Over here. I get really directionally challenged when I'm in this room. Right, so, so we have a parking agreement with St. John's. While they're doing construction, their contractors park in our parking lot during the week, and we get paid a certain amount for that from St. John's or from Peace Health. Right? We are grateful for that. But that is a temporary arrangement, and it could go away. In fact, it, we're already extended past the time they told us they were going to do it. Right, so... We don't know. That could go away. And that's a significant portion of income. We also um, host another church that meets here on Wednesday nights, Friday nights, and now a little bit on Wednesday, or Sunday nights, Friday nights, and Wednesday nights. Um, Right? So it's an outside group that comes in and pays, right, for the use of the facility, which we are grateful for, and they're wonderful, and I'm, I'm so happy that I have a relationship with them. But again, you never know. That could go away tomorrow. Right? And so we have, to, it used to be that, that income was just, that's just extra stuff. That's just, you know, cheddar on top of the hamburger, right? Um, but now that's getting to the point where we're going, well, if that goes away, what are we going to do? Okay? Um, so, again, we're not freaking out, but it's reality of where we are. And, and the last thing is, um, that's a little bit, it, will some, it might be so obvious to some of you or not, but we, have, we live in an aging facility. Right, so the room you're sitting in right now was built somewhere in 1969. I'm trying to remember when it was finished, I think 70, but in that area, right? Um, out there, the kind of the older church building was 51, 52, 53 in that area, right? So not a spring chicken as buildings are concerned, which means it comes with maintenance issues that we have to address. Um, leaky roofs, for instance. Um, 
just all the things that come along with that, right? We have an aging facility and it happens. And when, again, when the margins are less, it just becomes an area of saying, hmm, interesting. This is where we are. I'm not trying to freak you out. It's just where we are, right? It's where we are financially speaking right now. And we feel as a board and as a leadership that y'all ought to know that, right? We don't want to hide anything or pretend that things are good right in this area when they're not. It's just, just where we are. And you all are, quite frankly, have bought in to the mission and the vision of this church, and so you don't need to know where we are, okay? All right, so this, this graph is just a representation kind of of where the, that money is going. Um, and I show this just by way of saying this, right? We have a significant portion of our giving and what the church brings in going towards staffing, right? So my salary, Sheldon's salary, uh, admin, assistant, custodial, right? Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying as a proportion of what we bring in, I'd like to see those other pie, slices of the pie get bigger. That's, that's what I'm saying is proportion because that other stuff, particularly what is, oh, that is a lot less bright green on this, but anyway, that green and the yellow, those kind of two upper quadrants there, um, those represent the local ministry expenditures of this church and the missions expenditures of the church. Now, I'm grateful for what we give to missions and I'm grateful for what we spend on local ministries my desire is to see those grow in a proportion to the whole. So when I talk about money to all of you, I'd, I'm not necessarily looking for that blue part to grow. I'm looking for that yellow part and that green part to grow. Because we are a church, if you saw that slide, who, who is committed to living generously. And we want to be more generous. We want to have more money to give out and to use for the mission of God in the world and for our brothers and sisters in this neighborhood. We'd love to see that. So this is the reality of where we are. Now, again, I, I'm not trying to be doom and gloom, and I don't want to, you to kind of go away from this today saying, A, pastor wants us to give more money. Now, if you have money, they're like, I really want to give this to the church, and you haven't, please, right? That'd be a great time to start. And so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not up here to beg for money at this point. But what I want to say is this is where we are, financially speaking. So, there are things to celebrate, and I hope you know this, and I hope you can look around and do this, and that's part of what we're going to do a little bit later. But, but here's some things that I, I just want to just make sure that we lift up and celebrate. When we came back from um, kind of pandemic, when we started Sunday school again, we started Sunday school with Sheldon teaching us and walking us through kind of growing young. Because we want to be a church that exists beyond this generation, and that passes down ministry and, and empowers folks who are younger than us. And I can say that now because I'm not the young pastor anymore. Who are younger than us to take up the ministry of the church. And we believe that God is not just saying it's the church of the future. Young folks are the church now. And we want to buy into that. And I think Sheldon has done a great job. And I think the thinking of this church has really been aided and helped by asking the question of how we might better live into our mission to pass along the mission of the church to those who are younger than us, right? I, I think that's come to the forefront of a lot of our minds so that we're thinking in these ways when we make decisions. I have to credit Sheldon for this. This was his idea. He wanted to go through it. 
kudos, right? He did a great job with it. And we have ongoing discussions on, on board level occasionally, but also in a small group about how we can better do that. And so I think it's becoming, if not become, part of the ethos and the ministry of this church. And I think that can do nothing but good things as we think about that more and more and as we ask God how we might live into that. Uh, the next thing on there is community connections. So, so for those of you who aren't around this, this building during the week, you, you may not be aware of all the things that go on that are not directly sponsored by us. So, so I'm just going to run through a couple of the things, well, a few. I'll probably brag on a lot of things, but um, talk about some of the things that are going on in this church building weekly. Right? So weekly, we have um, no less than five 12-step groups meeting. Right? So we have one particular group that meets three mornings a week. We have another one that we meets one night a week, and we have another one that meets one morning a week. Five 12-step groups that are, that are seeking to follow God into being more healthy and more whole people and overcoming hurts, habits, and hangups, and addictions, all sorts of things. And it's happening because we are able to provide a regular space for them to meet. I think this is a good thing for us, that we can provide our facility to folks who need it, who may not have money or a lot of money to give towards it, to say, we are willing to offer this, not to make money, but as an act of ministry, living generously. We have another group, um, they're called the CARES Group, and largely they work with Special Olympics athletes, but basically folks with special needs, they can come in and they have a time to play games together and do things together, uh, celebrate together, birthday parties together, um, and they do that every Thursday of the year out in our fellowship hall. It's fantastic leaving on Thursday and seeing that fellowship hall full of people just celebrating, having a good time, enjoying one another's presence, and caregivers getting some respite and break during that time. And we are able to do that because we have space that we can offer to folks. When we got air conditioning and heating in the fellowship hall, which hadn't been there for a very, very long time, the board specifically said, we will not do this if it's just for this church. Like We, we, are, we aren't going to do that if it's just for us to be more comfortable on a Sunday morning or when we have potlucks. The board said, we want to do this so that we can make this place and offer it as a resource to our community where people can gather, right? Because functionally speaking, on an afternoon in July, that room's not very pleasant to be in if it's not cooled down, right? Some of you have been there in July. It's hot. So we're able to offer that. Um, we do uh, about every other month now, we are having two-day blood drives with Northwest Blood Works in the sanctuary. It's too small out there for them, and so they can fit more people and do more work if they come in here, and, it, and it's a place that we can provide. For our community. We have the Templo Emanuel, um, our Spanish brothers and sisters who meet here, and they have a church space that is theirs, right, um, that they can use at a particular time, and it's fantastic. The mission of Christ is going forward the world, and that's, that's just a couple. I mean, we still do fish, and we do all sorts of other things. We're, we're hosting um, a group from Columbia Wellness who does mental health work uh, this next week. Um, we have this space that we can offer at pretty competitive, well, very, very competitive rates, right? We can say, just kind of cover the costs that it costs operate, and we can offer it to people. And I think this is a good thing. I believe in our community, our church has a great name for being generous and a place where people can go and meet, not just for meeting, but can go and find rest and find love and find care. Um, 
I went too long on that one, more long than I had expected to. And the last thing on there is I want to celebrate your generosity. Um, you know, it may, we look at those finances and we go, you know, it's a little scary. But quite frankly, what has kept us going over the last three, three years and long before is that you all are generous. You have been generous with your time. You have been generous with your money. Like we, at the end of the year, we look at it and we go, we're not sure how we made it, but the right amount came in at the right time. At the end of the year, we, we get a big check and go, oh, I mean, we're not flush with cash, but we covered this year. So, so you all have been very generous. And I just, I, I, I don't want to leave without saying that because it might feel that way when you look at the numbers and go, oh, he's telling us we're not giving enough. You have been generous. And I thank you for that. I am grateful for that. We are still around because in part of your generosity for the mission and the ministry of this church. All right, that's where we are. So I just want to highlight a couple things coming up that we're thinking about. Now, there's probably lots of stuff we could say big and small, but, but these are things that I just want you all to be aware of as we're moving forward. The first of all is uh, Tuesday discipleship. So in the summer, um, starting June 20th, is that the first Tuesday of June? Yeah, or that, that Tuesday in June. So basically it's when students are out of school. Um, we're going to be starting on Tuesday and we're going to have kind of a, I don't know if it'll be small or big group, I don't know, depending on how many of you choose to come or are able to come, is we're going to be doing some discipleship together. Um, this is serving as a couple things. One, um, this book surprised the world. I had been planning on taking the church through this book. Um, probably in small, I hadn't planned it all out, but right when the pandemic hit. Like literally, I, if you go downstairs into one of the rooms on there, you see my, my whole thing. And I was planning it to start. And then we shut down for, you know, two and a half years, right? Um, but basically this book is talking about how we might develop habits in our own lives that are missional, that are outward looking, um, ways in which we can fulfill the mission and the ministry of God in, just through our regular habits of life together. And so that's going to be happening at Tuesdays uh, throughout the summer at six o'clock right here in this room. At least that's my plan for now. Um, and it's for all ages. So um, the teens will be joining us at least when they're in town. Some of them are out of town a lot, but um, uh, they will be joining us when they're in town, um, and we're going to be all together and talking about this kind of idea of what it means to, to live missionally in our world. And that's meant to be a launch to what we are launching again in the fall, which is small groups. So we haven't had small groups since we shut down for the pandemic. Um, and so we're going to be relaunching sort of formal small groups, and I'm hoping that out of that Tuesday night, we'll get an idea of how many people are interested and then start talking about what form those small groups are going to take. We don't have to go back to what we were doing. If you want to, we can, but we don't have to. Um, but we are planning, and that is planned for basically start of school year uh, in the fall, launching small groups. Some might launch before there, but, but that's where we're talking right now. Okay? And the last thing on there is strategic planning. So the board is going to be engaging in strategic planning on the 17th of June. Um, so this is where the board's going to get down together in this smaller group. We're going to say, where is God leading us? Is what we have been doing and what we have said before still appropriate, right? Is God still calling us to all those things that I read earlier? Or is God calling us somewhere new, something different? Calling us to tweak, to change, whatever it might be. And so it's looking forward and saying, what, what future does God want to call us into and how might we inhabit that, right? Again, it's saying God is providing or will provide the resources. So what's the ministry that God is calling us to 
and how do we properly resource that ministry with what God has given. All right. So the next thing that's going to happen is going to happen around your tables. All right. So a couple of you are alone at tables or just one or two. I would encourage you to find another table um, to gather together with because this is an important discussion. Because this is where I am asking you all to think and to pray and to talk about where God might be calling us. What future might God be calling us into? And, and asking a couple different questions. So, so the, the questions, there's a couple copies of this on your table. It should have been in your bulletin as well. So you have this or should have this in front of you. Okay. Now, at most of, many of your tables at least, there is a board member who is going to be taking notes. If there is not a board member at your table, I apologize because then they can't take notes and I'm going to have to ask you to take notes. Um, this, this conversation we're going to have for me is not just for the purpose of, of us having and talking around tables, although that is a pretty good purpose on its own. The purpose is to help us as the board know where we are and where you think we are and also think about where we might go with you. Because if you don't know this, the church board represents all of you. And we can make good decisions, but if it's not what you all are thinking or feeling that God is leading us to, then there might be a miss. And we don't want to miss what God is doing. And I believe enough in what God has called the church to do and each individual in the church to say that it is the job of all of us to go, God, where do you want us to go? And so there are four basic questions. Now, the top, the, really, there's only two questions for, for, for any individual person. So the top two questions that I have on there is, if you consider yourself a part of our church, you have been going to our church a while and feel you have some sort of information about how this church operates. Because it's asking, one of the things would be, what are we doing well? Like, how are we doing well in living into the mission of God? And the other one is, what are some things we might be missing as we are trying to live into the mission of God, Right? Those questions are for you if, if you've been around the church and feel you have a handle on what this church does, okay? The other two questions, because I don't want to leave anyone out, and I also believe that other input is valuable as well, especially if you're visiting with us today, if you're online and visiting with us, right? This would be great. Uh, these second two questions are good, and we would like to hear from you on those. So, like, when you're looking to join a church, when you're looking for fellowship, when you're looking for a church, if you're just out there searching, what kind of things are you looking for? right? Right? Community, I don't know, bounce houses, whatever it might be, right? Just let us know because it's information for us to know and to look and compare what we're doing. Are we missing anything? And then the second thing is what would be turnoffs to you in visiting a church and considering a church for your church home, for for somewhere you intend to to go, right? Um, Again, maybe it's bounce houses. I don't know. Whatever it is, right? Just, just uh, we, we want your input to know what you're thinking about the church, this one specifically, or if you're visiting with us or watching online and, and don't really know much about the church, what kind of things are in general do you look for or not want as you think about church and living in the mission? And I believe Sheldon will be or has somewhere posted a link. So if you're watching this online or even if you come back to it later, um, we have a link to a questionnaire on our website that will enable you to put in your answers uh, in a way that will get to us either anonymously or you don't have to put it in the chat is basically what I'm saying. Um, so go ahead and click on that and you can fill that out. And anyone in here can fill that out at any time if you'd like as well. Now, when you're around your tables in discussion, if you want your name put on something, that's fine. 
If you say, I, you know, I, Mike, want the church board to know this, great, put it down. That's fine. Otherwise, you can be completely anonymous. It's okay. We don't mind, right? Same with online, right? There's a place for your name. If you want to put it on there, that's fine. Um, if you want us to know who it is saying it, but if you'd rather not, that's also fine as well, right? That's not a necessary part. Okay, does this somewhat make sense? Are there any questions? Okay, if you don't have a board member at your table, you will need a scribe. So, sorry about that, but somebody will need to scribe. So there's, there's notepad, there's notepaper at your table as well. Um, we'd just like to hear from you. So I, I have set out about 15 minutes for this. So I don't want to go too long or too short. If we need more time, we can take it. But I want to have time to pray together at the end as well. So I'm going to release you to do your work. So go for it. And I'll even put a timer up there just for funsies.